You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles host the Mustangs of Governor Mifflin. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Jerry Gellar. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Football pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gellif Media. Tonight, it's your Exeter Eagles taking on the Governor Mifflin Mustangs at the top of the hour, and we'll get it all started after these messages. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live from the friendly confines of Don Thomas Stadium, Ripeton, Pennsylvania, for tonight's 2023 league opener between the Eagles of Exeter and the Mustangs of Governor Mifflin, along with my broadcast partner, Jerry Gellip, Ava Strauss to my right. Ava, say hi to the folks. Hello, how's everyone doing tonight? There you go. I'm Darren Ziner. Hey, Jerry, Exeter comes into league play 3-0. A 15-game regular win streak. They're ranked number six, moving up three spots from last week in the state in 5A. They are the reigning Section 2 champions. Jerry, there's a lot to be excited about as we kick off the 2023 Conference League season at a packed Don Thomas Stadium tonight. Darren, there most assuredly is a lot to be excited about. This team does feel like it's hitting its stride it it felt a little tentative in the first couple of games and with that bifurcated game last week 
they they looked like they came out well, and uh, they just they, they put the pedal to the metal and uh, they didn't let up. And this is what we're looking for from them tonight. You mentioned last week's game. They come into today's game on the heels of that a Friday abbreviated Saturday completion game, a 49-14 victory against the West York area Bulldogs. The Eagles would come out firing in their initial possession, but unfortunately something that has plagued them is they get they get going early, but then some miscues kind of keep them from getting on the board early. They had a 23-yard pass from Riley Martinez to Zach Zandier taking the ball to the 17-yard line. However, that miscue that I'm talking about, it was a bad snap fumble. The Bulldogs recover on their own 27. So, Jerry, what we're looking for tonight is they get that first possession, and whether it be initial off the kickoff, whatever the case may be, but they drive down and they finish off with some points. A quick score, good way to get this game started because uh, as we can see by looking at Mifflin last week, they scored 28 in the first. We can't let them do that, and it's just as important for us to get started quickly. So after that initial fumble, the defense comes up big, as they did many times in that game. They forced a three and out. Nate Pashley would return upon 21 yards, setting up the Eagles inside West York territory at the 49. Another couple miscues, a fumbled snap, a couple penalties would halt the drive. But Pashley, something that has turned into a positive for Exeter this year, a 40-yard Pashley punt pins the Bulldogs down at their three. And, Jerry, when you've got special teams, and we'll talk about even uh, Jaden Ware as far as in Jaden Zandier returning kicks, but when you can add that special teams component to your, uh, as far as your offensive output, that's saying something. Darren, I'll tell you that in that uh, second game, well, it, it was one game, but uh, in the Saturday morning game, we saw, you're going to mention his name later, Zamar Paschal. We saw him lay their, their punt return guy out. I mean, he laid him out. We heard the hit from all the way up in the press box. He just came out of nowhere, jetted to the, to the runner, and laid him out. And, and Darren, I, I think we both went, ooh, when that happened. So it took until the 316 mark of the first quarter. Jaden Zandier, an 11-yard run. The frantic kick makes it 7-0. Exeter gets the ball back. That's when lightning and the weather started playing a factor. But before that, Pharrell Caceres, a 44-yard touchdown run. They were able to get the PAT in. That's when they suspended the game to be completed. But then Saturday morning they come out. And I'm going to tell you, give credit to the Eagles because... We didn't get out of there as far as West York. We didn't get out of there till I'm going to say, 9.15, 9.30. Yep. Those players, till they got on the bus, got home, got some sleep, had the hour 15, hour and a half bus ride back yep. down there, yep. they came out firing on Saturday. Indeed they did because they scored very quickly, possibly on the very first possession they had. I'm not remembering it exactly, right? But, uh, yeah, they did. As I said, they they. They did not seem to lose a single step. That's right. In fact, TDs on their first five drives once play resumed. A Zamar Paschal four-yard run, a 32-yard Jaden Zandier scamper, a Kevin Oswald INT turned into a six-yard Pharrell Caceres run, uh, his second, 
and it made it 35-7 at the break. And at that point, Exeter off and running. They finished the second half. O'Reilly Martinez, 30-yard TD pass to Genuine Stutzman. Martinez would finish the scoring there with a seven-yard run, sandwich it around a couple Bulldogs touchdowns, and a 49-14 final. And Ava, you know, that's really the kind of momentum that you're looking for when you go from a game like that, 49-14, into a, a tough conference game tonight. Yeah, this game is definitely going to be really exciting. Jaden Zandier made two touchdowns, I believe, in that last game against West York. I hope to see him get a few more yards tonight. Like you said, I want to try and see them cover a bit more in that first quarter, help them get some yards in the first and second. Riley Martinez would finish the game 7-10, 128 yards. We mentioned junior Pharrell Caceres, six carries, 87 yards, two TDs. Junior Zamar Paschal, seven carries, 55 yards and a TD. Jaden Zandier adds five for 53 and two TDs. Exeter, 200 rushing yards on 27 carries. And Jerry, you've got that three-headed monster in the backfield. It's nice that you can go to any one of them and not have any uh, any drop-off in, in that effort. Yeah, and, and it also allows uh, the offense to have that thing with the defense from their opponent that who are they going to go to? Who are they going to go to? Because guess what? They can also pass it. They got a couple of bona fide long uh, pass threats. We have a very excited Jay Schmidt. <laughs> Did I get that right? Yes. Jay yes. is on fire today. Very, very excited uh, PA announcer here. So on the receiving end, we'll tie up last week's game. Zach Zandier, two catches, 49 yards. Genuine Stutzman mentioning the TD. He had two for 40. Nathan Pashley, three for 39. So there is a nice component to the offense where not only can they go to the run, Riley Martinez getting comfortable in the pocket, being able to find receivers all over the field and look for them to stretch that field tonight, Jerry. Ava's laughing over there because Jay's going crazy. I love Mr. Schmidt. He's great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it, absolutely. The, the, in the beginning, Riley looked, uh, in the first game, he looked a little tentative, but of course they didn't use him in that first series. And I guess the idea was to, uh, to ease him into it. And he looked a little tentative in the first game, a little less so in, in the second, and he looked very comfortable last week. We are going to, I believe, take a moment for the national anthem, and we'll go silent.
The Exeter Band doing a fantastic job with our national anthem. Let's talk about the defense very quickly against Boyertown. It's good to sum it up. They only gave up 174 total yards against the Bears. 40 carries, 52 yards, 122 through the air against the Bulldogs. That stout defense again coming up big, only giving up 201 total yards, 36 carries for a buck 23. It was only a 3.4 average. 78 passing yards on seven of 14. The defense would force three INTs. We mentioned Kevin Oswald, Alex Panero, Jaden Ware, and sophomore Aiden Dauble, eight tackles including two for loss in last week's win. So the defense, Jerry, as we know, with the rushing game that we'll talk about with Governor Mifflin, they'll have to be on their toes. Darren, I've said it a couple of times. I love to see Aiden Dauble on a field or on a court. The kid comes out dirty or he comes out bloody. And uh, he's the exact kind of player. That's Exeter. That's Exeter through and through. Now let's also give some props Again, to Zaymar Pasco, who also took a lot of time on defense in uh, the second half of the West York game, and he made his presence known. Number 44 is a three-pronged threat. So Governor Mifflin will receive to get this game started off. Giving you a little background on Governor Mifflin, they're led by head coach Jeff Lang. He's been with the program now, let's see, seven seasons, 46 and 20 overall. Last year, three and seven. They come into this game 2-0, wins over Carlisle and Boyertown. The lone loss of 49-14 loss to 6A power spring forward. They're led by first-year QB Javian Pletz. He averages a little over five yards a carry. Uh, with a team leading four TDs. And one thing that we will definitely see the Mustangs do is run as they've only attempted 11 passes over three games. So that's three and a half per. And uh, yeah, I think that's the equation for lots of running. Jake Franick has the ball on the tee for Exeter. Back deep, Reese Hole taking a look to see who the other is the ball in the air exeter going left to right on your radio dial it's a squib picked up at the 19 picked up by travis jenkins he'll get to the 35 maybe the 36 and that's where governor mifflin will take over first and 10. good coverage by the return team they got maybe what seven eight yards out of that boys got down there quickly and here we go darren all right, they put the ball down at the 31-yard line, which is where Governor Mifflin will take over. We expect to see a lot of junior fullback Grady Gardner carrying the load tonight. 185 yards, three TDs against Boyertown last week. Pletz in the gun. Gardner behind him. Looking an option to the left. Not a whole lot there. He's going to be dragged down after a gain of maybe three. Call it second and seven. There was nowhere to go for him there. Nothing left, nothing right. He just went up the middle, got a couple. Defense smothered him. Bring the ball out to the 34. It's second and seven. Exeter certainly knows they had to key off of the Governor Mifflin midline slash veer offense. Pletz under center, single setback. One receiver split wide left. Here's the snap. 
a handoff going to the right side. There's room to run. Taking a look to see who it is, it's going to be the senior Chase Huber, 5'11", 190 pounds. Huber takes, made a, I'm sorry, finish, Darren. No, it's okay. He takes it off to the right side. Looks like he picks up seven, and it's going to be enough for a Governor Mifflin first down. Yeah, it kind of looked like the Eagles' defense stopped him, pushed him back, but they gave him the forward progress, I guess, and it's first down. So seven yards for Chase Huber. Plets back under center. He's got the eye behind him. There's the snap, handoff to the up guy. He'll get the 45, still fighting, fighting. Bring him out to the 49-yard line. It's going to be Brandon Jones. He's their other uh, running threat. Brandon Jones on the year, 22 carries, 131 yards. Almost a six-yard per carry average. That's pretty good. So bring it out to the... 49, it's an eight yard run, second and two. Pletz under center, he's got the eye behind him, single receiver right, here's the snap, hands it to the up guy. Plowing his way into Eagles territory, crossing the 45 is Grady Gardner. Grady Gardner starting to chew up some yards here and uh, he went beyond the first down markers, got an extra five or six, and here we are on the 44. So Brady Gardner, we expect to see a lot of him. Take the ball down to the 44, it's enough for a first down. Plutz under center, single setback, single receiver to the right. Here's the snap. There's movement prior to the snap. Looks like it's going to be against Governor Mifflin. It'll be a procedure and walk him back five yards. Yeah, it's going to be on Mifflin. I mean, they, they had a couple of guys jump on that play. Not quite in sync. Pletz looking for the ball. The right tackle jumps early. So make it first and 15 with the ball marked back at the 49-yard line. Pletz under center, single setback, single receiver to the right, two receivers in the slot. It's a pitch to the right, going around the end. Enough wow. for a first down, getting the corner. It's Reese Hole, a 6'1", 160-pound junior. A lot of room to run on the right side. Yeah, he's a couple yards They're short. walking back, though, so this very well could be another penalty. It's going to be a hole, didn't it? Oftentimes, when you have the run going around the ends, hold on, hold on the end, and that's what we'll have here. So Governor Mifflin not helping themselves. A huge play there. Would have taken them within two yards of the first down. Not only not helping themselves, but shooting themselves in the foot. This is where the defense got to step up and... Uh, plant their foot in the ground and stop them. So take it first and 25. The ball all the way back inside their own territory now at the 41. Officials call time. They're going to talk something over. What could they be discussing? 
one can only surmise. We've talked about this before. Maybe one of them needs a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> a little early in the Perhaps. game for that, but who knows? Oh, they're going to respot the ball. So they're they actually going to give Governor Mifflin five and bring the ball out to the 46, which would make it first and 20. So what did they do there? Some kind of a spot foul? Actually, let me just look here from there to there, there to there. No, I think they're a little messed up. I think they do want to go back to the 41-yard oh, wow. line. What are they doing yeah, taking a look. It should be first and 25, which would spot the ball on the 41. So that's where they ultimately take it back to. The Come 46 on, wouldn't have made any sense. So Pletz under center. He's got the eye behind him. Two receivers left. There's the snap. Hands it off to the up guy. Not a whole lot of room there. Logan Wegman, among others, brings down Grady Garner. Two yards by Garner. They give him the 43. And a nice stop by so, our man Logan Wegman. So two yards on the run. Call it second and 23. Governor Mifflin not necessarily built for long yardage like this. Plett's under center, the eye behind him. One receiver left, here's the snap. Handed off to the up guy, there's some room to run. It's gonna be Brandon Jones off the right guard. He'll cross the 50, get into Eagle territory. See where they ultimately mark it. They're gonna mark it at the 48 yard line. Give him a pickup of six or seven. Uh, let's see. That'll be 43, a pickup of nine. Nine. Yeah, you can tell that. The board says third and 14. There you go. Third and 14 it is with the ball on the 48-yard line. <laughs> Should have been my first clue. Pletz is now in the gun. Sidecar left. Two receivers left. Here's the snap. He's rolling left. He's looking left. Fires left. It's complete. Whoa. At the 35-yard line, still on his feet. He gets inside the 15, dragged down by Nigel Meekins, but Travis Jenkins, a 5'10", 175-pound junior, makes the grab, takes it deep into Exeter territory. Darren, he went through a couple of defenders. He stiff-armed Nate Pashley and gained an extra 8 to 10 yards after that. I mean, thank goodness somebody found him and uh, pulled him down. Meekins down on the ground. So take that ball all the way down to the 11-yard line. Turns out to be a 37-yard catch and run for Travis Jenkins. Nigel Meekins on the ground being looked at by a trainer. And while they do that, that gives us time for a quick break. 7.40 to go here in the first. We're scoreless. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Coming back, Darren. They we are coming back. They're bringing Nigel off the field. He can't put any weight on that right leg, so we'll hope that it's not too serious there. A nice play there for Governor Mifflin. Jenkins lined up far left. He's able to run a short slant in the middle behind the linebackers. Pletz hits him. He runs to the far side of the field to the 11-yard line. 
and that's where Governor Mifflin is now over the ball. Pletz under center, single receiver to the left. That's Lamarian Northen. The eye in the backfield, they hand it to Grady up front. He's just following his lineman. Gets down to the five yard line. It's a six yard gain for Grady. Oh, actually they're gonna say it was a keeper. There you go, see this is the old You'll try to follow the ball, which is really the challenge for the defense is to stay with potentially who has it. So it's a six yard run for Plitz. Seems difficult for the defense, real difficult for us. Second and five, they must be able to get a first down just inside the one. Plitz under center, loses the ball, it's down. He picks it back up, but Exeter on top of him right away. So no gain on the play. Logan Wegman there to cover him. Great job by the defense to uh, contain that. So third and five, it's a, he's able to gather it back in. No gain on the play. Six and a half to go here in the first. Governor Mifflin breaks the huddle. Single receiver left. Pletz under center. Jones behind him. There's motion. Here's a pitch to the left-hand side. They try to get to Reese Hall running around the left end, but nicely done. Taking a look here, I believe Jaden Zandier came up from his defensive back position. Great job, Jaden. To force him back. So, Darren, they ran that motion play around to the right last time with Hole, and uh, they ran it to the left this time. Exeter defense not fooled. So, Governor Mifflin will attempt the field goal. Lance Koenig, a 5'11", 160-pound sophomore. Ball down at the 15. Looks like a 25-yard attempt. It's down. His foot is through it. And it is good. 5.33 to go here in the first. The Mustangs strike first, three nothing. We'll be right back to the Exeter Sports Network. It's football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Governor Mifflin takes the opening drive, 13 plays, 62 yards. And they get the field goal, the 25-yarder from Lance Koenig. But something, an eye-opener for Exeter. 5.33 to go here in the first. Governor Mifflin, a nice job of not only keeping possession, making a few big plays. They had a first and 25, and they're able to convert with the 37-yard pass and run from Pletz to Travis Jenkins. Darren, I'm going to give our defense some props for holding them to three. Nate Pashley back. The ball kicked to the right side. It's going to go out of bounds. And they'll bring the ball out to the 35-yard line. 
and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. So Ava, what is your feel early in this game thus far? I mean, other than Governor Mifflin breaking through that defensive line and scoring that field goal, they've been, do been doing a great job containing Logan Wegman especially. He's been doing great, and I hope Nigel Meekins is doing okay as well. Riley Martinez comes out in the gun. Pharrell Caceres to his right. Here's a quick shot to Nate Pashley in the slot on the right. He breaks the tackle. He's got the 45. They pick him up literally off the ground, but Nate's able to get to the 49. And he now, pushes Jenkins. This could be a personal foul. It's going to be a personal foul. There, there should possibly be offsetting because there's no reason to pick him up and slam him like that. That's, well, you didn't see the flag come out initially. It, exactly. But I've got a feeling that this might just be Pashley, uh, the personal foul going against Exeter. So they'll get the first down because the ball will go to the 49-yard line. So they'll take it back to the 34-yard line. So essentially they'll lose a yard, but it's still gonna be first and 10. So they got 14 on it with the penalty, takes them back to the 34. Here's Martinez firing it to the flat. Carter Redding can't hold on to it. It's incomplete. Yeah, the pass led him just a little too much. Couldn't quite get his hands on it. So second and 10, ball on the 34. Exeter trying some quick strikes on the flat on the right side to start to Nate Pashley, then on the left to Carter Redding. The second incomplete, it's second and 10. Exeter breaks the huddle. Pashley will be on the left side. Carter Redding on the right. Martinez in the gun, Caceres has the handoff. He's running to the left, bounces it outside. He's got the 40. Oh. He's gonna be close to a first down. We'll see where they mark him. It looks like where they're gonna put him down, it's gonna be a first down. So give Pharrell Caceres 10 yards and an Eagles first down. Jason Hallam was the Mifflin player who brought him down, and it looked like Caceres was going to juke him out of his socks, but he stayed with him and pulled him down. First down is the result. No. Oh, but now they're actually going to make it third and in inches. Wow. So, all right. So, third and in inches. <laughs> Ball on the 44-yard line. Third and a step. Timeout. We've got a timeout on the field. 4.54 to go here in the first. 3-0 Governor Mifflin. And Jerry says, what the heck? So we'll step away for some messages and be right back. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. 
Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musos delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musos Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Martinez goes back to pass. He throws it up top. He's got Jaden Zandier behind the defense. He brings it in inside the 20 and into the end zone for an Exeter touchdown. Wow, Darren. Quick, exciting, explosive comeback. Good thing they called that timeout. 56 yards on the pass and catch. He got behind the defense. Riley Martinez has shown he's got the arm. He can put it in the bread basket. 6-0 at the 4.43 mark. Darren, I'm going to go back to my previous comment about him being very comfortable. Jake Franick punches through the extra point and the quick strike Exeter offense nails it again. So 4.43 to go here in the first. Exeter 7, Governor Mifflin 3. We will keep it right here. But that that is the offense. We talked about where Exeter was trying to find their identity maybe in the first two games. Pretty much started finding it in the West York area game. But now they know. They've got the speed in the backfield with Caceres, with Zamar Paschal. Uh, Nate Pashley, of course, back there as well. Zamar Boston, Zumar Boston, excuse me. They've got the guys on the outside. Jaden Zandier gets behind. That's his second that they've gone deep with. So Exeter finding their identity, knowing that they can strike anywhere, Jerry. Yeah, and I think that that puts Governor Mifflin on notice. And, you know, one of the things that I came into this thinking is that this is the first real test of the year for the Eagles. And boy, did they ever answer that one. 7-3 Eagles. Balls on the tee. Jake Franick has it there. He's waiting for the official to give him the okay. Travis Jenkins, one of two back deep. It's a pop short. Jenkins has it. He's running across. He's got the 35, the 40. Let's see where they ultimately put it for him. It was a large hole right in the middle. They did not cover that middle well. They seem to be covering the sides much better. And he took it straight up the middle. And here they are at the, where are we? 42. 42. All right. First and 10 on the 42, nice return there by Jenkins. Indeed. Pletz will come out under center. He's got the eye behind him. Now a single setback, two receivers right. Here's the snap. Pletz has it. Hands it off to the up back. He'll get the 45. Brandon Jones, a 5'10", 195-pound senior, gets the carry. He'll take it out to the 47. It's a gain of five, and it'll be second down. And we've got a Governor Mifflin Mustang down on the field. 
taking a look at the Mustang. He's up. Sitting up, in fact, taking a look at Aiden Cannon, a 5'11", 210-pound senior, playing tight end for the Mustangs this evening. He's tentative on that right leg. Bringing a few players out. Yeah, can't put weight on that right leg, so wow, he's going to be helped off. What's going on in this game? We hope he's okay. Indeed. So after the five-yard run by Brandon Jones, it'll bring up second and five. On the, on the last uh, possession change, we saw Bauer out, uh, Coach Bauer out on the field pleading his case with the officials about something. He was not giving up. He, he was not giving up. I don't know if he got what he wanted. Governor Mifflin breaks the huddle. Plets under center. Here is a pitch to the outside trying to get the corner is Oof. Reese Hole, and as he gets to the sideline, he gets drilled, and a flag flies. We'll see, and not sure if this is going to be a personal foul against Exeter, if he was out of Exeter. bounds or not. It's going to be on Exeter. It's going to be Gavin Riken. Well, I'm not sure. Number three on Governor Mifflin, not too happy with the call. An assistant coach saying that it is against Governor Mifflin, and indeed, unsportsmanlike conduct right, on the Mustangs. All right, good, good. So the result of the play would have been a first down. He got beyond the Eagles 48 yard line, but take this back. Looked like a late hit out of bounds. Yeah, because Reiking got right up and shoved somebody. That's why I thought it was him. So they're gonna move the ball all the way back and see where they put it down at. Ten yard. The 38-yard line. It'll bring up second. Excuse me. We'll see. Well, Plett's under center. Single setback. He gives it to Brady. He's running off right tackle. He'll get the 40-yard line. See where they give him the 43. It's going to be a gain of five. Call it second and five. Governor Mifflin relying heavily on the run. Only one pass thus far. They break the huddle. They're over the ball. Pletz is under center. Single setback. Single receiver to the right. Motion from right to left. Here's the handoff to Brady, but Exeter there to stop him. He's not even going to get to the 45. Darren, they swallowed him. They, they did. Swallowed him. A two-yard run. Tried to go off left tackle that time between the guard and the tackle for a two-yard gain. It's going to be third and three. Mark the ball at the 45-yard line of the Mustangs. Pletz under center, single setback, single receiver to the right. Slot right and left. Here's movement. We're going to see what exactly happened. Well, Jenkins, the players are pointing to Jenkins went in motion from left to right. But I think he may have yeah, taken a Exeter. turn. But Exeter jumped when they saw Jenkins in motion. So penalties 
hurt them in the past. This one will give up the first down. Indeed. And it's going to be first and 10 with the ball at midfield. 2.40 to go here in the first, 7-3 Exeter. Pletz under center, single setback, receiver to the right, slot right and left, motion left to right. Here's the handoff. It's going to go to Grady. He'll get the Eagles 45, take it to the 44. It's a gain of six. It'll be second and four. Very good eye there, Darren, that they were going at the 44 because I would have pegged it at the 43. Well, that's one of those you try to find an official's foot really quickly. <laughs> so they're going early to Grady Garner. Here's the snap. It's quarterback keeper. He runs off to the right side. That one didn't work so well. We'll see where they actually mark him. About a yard short of the first down. So give him three yards. Darren, I'm going to use your new term. They keep putting men in motion. They're trying the trickeration. That's right. It's one of those where you're just trying to have the defense second guess. So Governor Mifflin over the ball, Pletz under center, single setback. They give it to Garner. He's running off the left side. He'll get the 40-yard line, yep. take it down to the 38, and it'll be a first down. Indeed it will. Just power running straight up the middle, first down. Checking into the game for Mifflin, Reese Hull. Usually with Reese, they'll run the a toss either right or left if he's in motion. Look at the way they're lined up. Look at the way Reese is lined up. So Pletz yep. under center. Here's Hull running left again. He can't come up with the ball. And Exeter all over him and a flag. This could be a face mask on Exeter. I'm not sure. It looked like as he was picking it up, uh, Flanders running by, he might have reached back and grabbed a face mask. So we'll have to see if that's the call. What a shame this is going to be if that's it, because they had him dead to right. Yeah, the toss to Hull was a little bit uh, beyond his reach. He it couldn't pull it in. Until he did, they had him back at the 49-yard line. But a face mask call. Yep. We'll take the ball inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. Stout defense now needs to build a wall. They, they keep shooting themselves in the foot here. We're inside of 40 seconds to go here in the first. And as Governor Mifflin comes out over the ball, the official calls timeout. I think they're talking about where the spot should be. Taking a look at, it was at the 38, the ball now on the 28. Yeah, if it was a 15 yard penalty, they would have to take it five more, but who knows what's going on here. 
And the Exeter charm just came out, Darren. You just heard the words numb nuts come out. First and 10 on the 23-yard line. Pletz under center. Jenkins in motion. Here's the handoff. And no, it's a fake Ooh. handoff. Ooh. And a great play. Blasting through. And I, I know it's a McConnell. I just have to make sure I get the right one. Ryan. Blast through. He's able to bring down Javian Pletz. It's going to be a loss. Take the ball back to the 26-yard line. Ryan McConnell not fooled at all. He burst through that line, took the quarterback right down. So it's a loss of three. It'll be second and three when we come back. We have played one quarter here in Rifton. It's Exeter seven, Governor Mifflin three. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. This is Xander, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. We are back. I think they're going to have to wait until the clock winds down before we get underway. The official waiting for the clock to be reset. Darren, they're itching to get started. They absolutely are. Governor Mifflin doing a nice job thus far on the offensive line. It's been a very good game so far, Darren. I mean, we've got a 7-3 score. Exeter up by four, but uh, both teams are right in, man. Pletz under center. Here's a handoff for, take a look who it is. I'm not sure if that's Jenkins or not. They try to run a jet sweep left to right. It is Jenkins. He'll get to the 25-yard line. It's a gain of one. It's going to bring up third and 12. They stacked him up. He had a nice head of steam on his way into the line. Exeter Eagles came together, three of them took him down. Small game. Secondary doing a nice job of pursuit there. Pletz under center, he's got the eye behind him. Garner up front. Here's a pitch to Jenkins, he's running, he's got the Oof. left side, he puts his head down. He'll get the 20 yard line. Maybe mark him down at the 18. It'll be a gain of seven. Call it fourth and five. The Viking, Gavin Reiking, right in on the play. So fourth and five. Ball on the 18. Governor Mifflin will go for it. 
Kletz will be under the gun. He's got Garner behind him. Single receiver right. Two players in the slot. There's motion. A little confusion. They get Oof. it to Garner. He's running off the left side. He's got room. He'll get it inside the five. It'll be first and goal for the Mustangs. Mm. We'll see where they where are they going to mark it for him. Now they'll put it just outside the five to the six-yard line. So a 12-yard run for Grady Garner. Nice run around the left by Garner. Kid's got it fast. First and goal. Pletz under center, hands it to Garner. He's running right up the gut. They'll give him a couple. It'll be second and goal with the ball marked at the four. I was going to say he's got a very quick release there when he gets started. It's like a jet. He's got a nice size line in front of him. And when you go 5'10", 190, you've got some size to get low enough to drive those legs. So Pletz under center, Garner behind him. He's got hole. Here's Garner again driving to the goal line. They'll mark him short at the one. So a four-yard run, excuse me, a three-yard run takes it down to the one, and it'll be third and goal. This has become the Grady Garner show. Well, I think we expected that. 17 yards on three carries, taking the ball down to the one-yard line. They're over the ball. They're in stack tight motion. Pletz tries to take it in himself. So. No call yet. Nope. They, he didn't get there, and it's going to be fourth and goal. Big play here for the Exeter defense. Surprised they didn't just give it to Garner to bull through. That's the old Marshawn Lynch deal. You got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. Why don't you give it to him? Now, they didn't pass it. Fourth down, Darren, they got to build There's a wall Pletz here. There's Pletz under center. There's motion. Pletz is going to try to do it again. There's a flag that comes out. Not sure if this is going to be. Well, we're going to wait for the penalty. No use guessing. This could be offside on the defense, a line-up situation. Indeed it is. Waiting for the official call. Yeah. Offside and it is Exeter. offside against Exeter, so count the touchdown. So Javian Pletz, the one-yard TD run. No. Um, well, I guess no. not. I guess they so walked half the distance. Uh, yeah, I guess they went half the distance. He didn't uh, get in, so fourth and goal yet again. Pletz under center. He's got it. Hands it to Garner. There is absolutely no, nothing no, there. Nothing, nothing. They're going to yes. stop him. Governor Mifflin can't reach the goal line. Oh, that was beautiful, Darren. That was beautiful. An absolutely huge defensive stop. Pushes Garner back. He can't get there. And Exeter will take over. Wow, man. What a great stand by the Exeter Eagles. A 17-play drive 
ends at the goal line for Exeter. I should say for Governor Mifflin. Exeter, yes. a great job as far as defending that. They actually lost yardage. It looked like that ball was just a couple inches from the goal line. Lost yep. about a yard on it. So Exeter has it first and 10 with the ball about the two-yard line. Martinez under center. Hands it off to the up back. I think it's going to be Zaymar Paschal. We'll bring it out over the five-yard line. Okay, great little room to breathe there. Looks like they're going to bring it out to the six-yard line, so give him four on the carry. It'll be second and six Officially they from the six-yard line. Five. Oh, they actually gave him five. All right. Here's another handoff to the left side. It's Jaden, I believe Jaden Zandier. I believe so. Running yes, far was. left. He's forced out near side. We'll see where they mark him at. They'll give him the eight yard line. Third and three from there. It's great, the uh, deceptive view that we have up here. I mean, we're on top, but I thought for sure he got outside the 10. He must have stepped out. Third and three for Exeter. Martinez in the gun. Here's the handoff coming up the middle. It'll be a first down. Wow. He gets the 10-yard line powering over top. Jaden Zandier. They're going to give him the 14-yard line. It is a six-yard run and an Exeter first down. Not to be denied. They stopped him the first time, and the second time they are not going to stop him. There is a Governor Mifflin player down on the field. Sure, come to me. We've got 7.14 to go here in the first. While they take a look at him, we'll be right back. It's 7-3 Exeter. It's the Exeter Sports Network. He's up, never mind, false alarm. That's all right, it's one of those you can never tell. Yeah. Javian, for a commercial. Javian Sanchez, a 5'8", 180-pound senior, gingerly walking off the field, but good to see he's under his own power. Yeah, he's gonna be okay. He's a tough guy. A great first down for Exeter. They get the ball deep into their own territory. A first down, ball on the 14-yard line. They come out of that official timeout. Riley Martinez in the gun. He's got a sidecar and a back behind him. And before they even can get this one off, flags fly, and it's going to be a procedure call against Exeter. Yes, it is. These are some of those mistakes that they've got to take care of. Yeah, so how many penalties is this now? Is that four on the night already? Uh, I would have to take a look at that, but I would not be surprised if it's four or five. Sound about right? It does. Good guess. Oh, fantastic guess, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was looking for the compliment, Darren. <laughs> As I know you were. <laughs> so we're waiting for the official. He finally gives the signal of procedure against Exeter. They'll mark off five. It'll take the ball back to the nine yard line. Call it first and 15. 
Exeter in the huddle. So some of the keys to the game that we were considering, number one, it was going to be the Exeter run game. Certainly they could throw the ball. Governor Mifflin having some size up front. The run game was going to be an important piece. Here's Riley Martinez. He has it. He fires it deep. It's in the air. It's oh, caught oh. at the 40-yard line. Carter Redding. There's going to be a flag. It's going to be uh, declined. It's going to be pass interference. Yes, it is. But Carter Redding, a fantastic job of matching that ball, catching it at its height down at the 40-yard line. Darren, that was incredible concentration by Carter Redding, and the defender was actually pulling on his left arm, which is what got us that flag. Great catch. Great catch. 31 yards on the reception will bring the ball to the 40-yard line. And we're in a great situation here. This could easily be 10 to 7, if not for that amazing goal line stand. Martinez in the gun, two receivers left, one right. Here's the handoff. It's Zandir. He's got the 50 down to the 45. Good acceleration there off the left side. Good. Look at that kid. It's go. a 15 yard run and another first down for Exeter. A little slow finding his spot, but once he found it, he jetted right through. First and 10 on the Mustang 45. Inside of six and a half to go here in the second. Martinez in the gun. He's got a sidecar running back. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. Fake the handoff. He's rolling right. He's looking. Fires it over the middle, looking for genuine Stutzman. It's incomplete. Yeah, he had Stutzman open. He threw the ball a little bit low. He was still on the move as he was throwing. I would imagine that makes it a little more difficult. It'll bring up second and 10. The situation there didn't look like Riley had squared his shoulders just enough. Maybe a little, uh, little lax on the outside shoulder there. Throws it a little bit uh, ahead of him and low. Needless to say, they come back out. He's in the gun. Sidecar right. Here's the handoff to Zandir. But there are a number of Mustangs to stop him in the backfield, one of which, number 79, Ishmael Ayala Vargas. That's a big kid, man. He is a big boy, 5'6", 340. That is a big kid. I would not want him landing on me. Great tackle. So a loss of one takes it back to the 46. Call it third and 11. Martin is in the gun sidecar right, two receivers right. The snap, he's rolling right. He's looking, he's looking, he fires. He makes the completion. It is caught. A nice grab just beyond the sticks. Carter Beautiful. Redding yet again with the grab, and it's enough for an Exeter first down. Great catch by Carter Redding, whose grandfather I saw sitting right over there. Very proud of his grandson. Saw him uh, many of the baseball games this year. Did we not, Dan? We did. 13 yards on the catch. First and 10, ball on the 33.
Exeter breaks the huddle. Martinez in the gun. Sidecar left. Single receivers right left. Here's the handoff oh. to Zandier. Running oh. right. A whole lot of room inside the 15. He's 10 gone. 10-5. Touchdown, Exeter. There you go. 33 yards. Jaden Zandier busted off the right side. And Exeter's up 13-3. Darren, 33-yard run. Jaden Zandier found his hole and jetted through it. What a great run. Great possession by the Exeter Eagles. The score is 13 to three. Jake Franick will line it up. He'll try to punch it through for the extra point. Actually, it's not Jake this time. I think it's Robbie Gaston. Nice and kick, he, It is, and he punches it through. Nice kick. 4.52 to go here in the second. Exeter strikes again. It's 14-3. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter's quick strike offense takes him down the field. Jaden Zandier, 33 yards. It's 14-3. Here's the kick taken at the 15. Bring it out to the 30, trying to bounce it outside. Won't quite get the 40-yard line. We'll see where they ultimately put it, where Governor Mifflin will take over first and 10. <laughs> Darren, you can hear the Gellif cheering section right in front of us. They'll put the ball on the 42-yard line, so first and 10 on the 42. 4.45 to go here in the second. Cameron Howazak, Matt McDonald taking a look, Logan Wegman. Here's Pletz, it's a pitch to the right side, trying to find the edge, nothing there. Beautiful. Taken down is Reese Hole, trying to run around the right side. It's actually gonna be a loss of a yard. Call it second and 11, ball on the 41. Yep, great pursuit, great coverage by the Eagle defense. They, I think, have found their stride. Sometimes you have to settle in as far as what you see and then being able to react to it, and it seems like they're certainly doing that. Governor, Mifflin, Governor Mifflin, that's it, over the ball. Those guys. Plitz under center, the eye behind him. He's got Garner and Hull. He's back to pass. He fires it up top. Near side, it falls incomplete. Trying to hit his receiver, Chase Huber, a 5'11", 190-pound. It seems like they had a, uh, 
a couple of different ideas between them. Because Pletz threw it. <laughs> Jay so, Schmidt <laughs> cracking me up tonight. Third and 11, ball on the 41-yard line. We're under four minutes to go here in the second. Pletz will be in the gun to start this. Sidecar right, two receivers left, one right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking right. They go with a screen to the right. It's Grady Garner. He's got the 40. Can't quite make the... Oh, well, we'll see as far as where they mark it. He's really close to the sticks. Right on it. He'll get to the 47-yard yep. yep. line, and they're going to say that's enough for a first down. Indeed it is. It's a great play. Just a little, little like, play action type of thing. Yep, little screen to the right side. Yep. Garner able to weave his way through the defense for a first down and a big pickup. Yeah, Mifflin definitely came to play. There is no question about it. We got a timeout. We've got a timeout on the field. 3.22 to go here in the second. Exeter 14, Governor Mifflin 3. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gillick Media. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. It's the Exeter Sports Network. 322 to go here in the second. Governor Mifflin has the ball first and 10 on their own 47-yard line. They break the huddle. Pletz will be under center. He's got Garner behind him. Single receiver left. Slot left and right. Hole in motion. He'll take the pitch. It's going to be... A flea flicker. It's under thrown and it's picked off. Picked off on the far side. I think it's Nate Pashley. And indeed it is. Hole. There we go. Didn't get a whole lot. It was a duck out there. Nate reacting quite well, able to intercept the ball. Call it on the 36 yard line, and it's first and 10 Exeter. Darren, I'm just going to call it a very poorly thrown ball. It had a lot of air under it, and it really it, it didn't have a chance of even getting to that receiver, and Pashley just stayed with it and redeemed himself for that terrible penalty he took down here. Three INTs a week ago. There's one for Nate Pashley tonight. So Martinez comes out in the gun. Sidecar right, two receivers left. Here's the snap. He's able to get it. It's a quarterback keeper. He's got the 40. Bring it out to about the 44-yard line. It'll be a gain of eight. Call it second and two. Excellent run by Martinez. Saw his lane open, went to it. A low snap. Looked like he wanted to hand it off, but ultimately couldn't do it, so he kept it himself, running off the right side.
2.40 on the clock here in the second. Martinez comes out of the gun. He's got Zamar Paschal to his left. Single receivers right and left. Fakes the handoff. Rolling. He's going to hit Aiden Dauble in the flat on the left-hand side. He'll get across midfield. Mark him down at the 43-yard line. It's a 13-yard completion to Aiden Dauble. Oh, and a flag flies uh, back at the line of scrimmage. Are they walking back? I'm sure they're walking back. They're walking back. So negate the 13-yard pass and catch to Aiden Dobble. Well, that's a shame. We'll take the ball back to the 39-yard line. It'll make it second down and seven. we've got a timeout on the field, but something to talk about here. Governor Mifflin has controlled a good part of the game with their drives. When you take a look at their drives, I think 16, 17 plays on one and probably 15 if I counted them or close to it on the other. Uh, Not able to punch it down there on that long drive, that second one. Exeter more or less maybe the five, six, seven, eight range drive they've been able to hit the big play and that's the reason for a 14-3 score. And it's not that Mifflin hasn't had a big play or two because they have. They just have not finished. Always be closing. Darren Wright? Coach Bauer always says that. You've got to be able to finish. That's why some of those early penalties, early mistakes drives them nuts. Got word on Nigel Meekins. He did injure his knee, but he is good to go. Here's a snap. It goes through Martinez's hands and behind him. Ultimately, he covers it at the 20-yard line. It's going to be a huge loss, a loss of 19. We got word from Ava that uh, apparently Audrey sprinkled some fairy dust on his knee, and Nigel Meekins is fine. So this is going to be third and a country mile, otherwise known as 26. Mm. What are you going to do here, Darren? I think in this situation, you're deep in your own zone. You're playing it conservatively. It's $1.43.42 on the clock. Exeter calls timeout, so we'll see what Coach Bauer does here. Odds are if he runs it, I'm going to guess that Governor Mifflin would call timeout to try to save some time on the clock. We'll see what happens. But that's where we stand, Jerry. That's where we stand. 142 to go here in the second. It's 14-3. It is an absolute gorgeous evening here in Ripton, Pennsylvania. One week ago, we were watching a light show, not the kind that we necessarily want to see, with lightning everywhere Friday night. And, Darren, it was hot. It was sweaty. It was sticky. It, it's, it, that was just amongst the, the most muggy conditions I think I've ever felt. My shirt was sticking to me. I wasn't moving at all. Why was I sweating so much? I don't know. 67 degrees at present. Absolutely beautiful here. Exeter comes out of the timeout. Martin is in the gun. He's got sidecar right. Rolling right, looking, fires it, looking for Zach Zandier in the right flat. It's too high. He had some pressure on him in the backfield. Had to get rid of it a little sooner than he would have liked. But it's incomplete. 
It'll bring up fourth down. The clock stops with 1.38 to go. And this is another part of Exeter's special teams where Nate Pashley, uh, you certainly want to put some air under this one, try to not give Governor Mifflin some decent field position here. They're going to get it anyway. That was one that they needed. It's unfortunate they didn't get it. So Pashley waiting for it. He has it, rolls right, gets a good kick away. Hits at the 50, bounces to the 40 where it's taken by Hole. He brings it to the near side. Ultimately pushed out of bounds by Tyler Flanders at the 48-yard line of the Eagles. And that's where Governor Mifflin will take over first and 10. Darren, I would call that ridden out of bounds. There was no push. He stayed with him. So we'll see if Governor Mifflin can put anything on the board in the final 128 of the second frame. Governor Mifflin breaks the huddle. Exeter awaits. Pletz will be in the gun. Garner will be to his right. Two receivers left, one right, one in the slot on the left. Here's the snap. He rolls right. He's looking for something. Absolutely nothing there, and a trio of Eagles take him down. Darren, Zach Zandier, Logan Wegman, and we're going to pick up the third one for you in a second. Go ahead, Jerry. Darren, I'm going to tell you that that was a great job by the ball by the ball carrier to hold on to it. There was three arms on that ball trying to strip it. Kevin Oswald, the third. Here's the snap of the next play. He's looking left. He fires. It's picked off. Joel Romarino has it. He's running at the 40, the 30. Just Woo. outside the 30, but Joel Amarino with his fourth pick <laughs> of the year. Look at how happy he Taking is. Taking it deep into Mustang territory. Let's see where they mark it. Take it down to the 32-yard line. Darren, you know, you can see it the whole way. If I just happen to have my eyes in that area, Umarino was standing there waiting for it. Pletz he knew looking, it was coming. That's right. Pletz looking left all the way off the snap. Umarino reads his eyes, holds his position, and he's got Exeter in position. 51.4 seconds to go. Martinez in the gun, fakes the handoff, drops straight back. He's looking. He fires. It's underthrown. Nice job by Nate Pashley to knock it away from Hole. Hole had an opportunity to pick that one off. But Pashley does a nice job there. Pashley looking for a flag, too. He got no satisfaction out of that one. If he would have gotten that flag, I, I truly would have questioned it because he was the one playing defense there to <laughs> knock it away. So if they would have given him the... Uh, if they would have been giving him the call for pass interference, I would have been uh, quite impressed. So second and ten, Martinez in the gun. It's a handoff to Caceres, but it's a uh, procedure call against Exeter before the play even materializes. 45 seconds left in the half. Exeter up 14-3. And that, so, so what is that, the sixth penalty? And it's got to be, my God, it's got to be 60, 65 yards. Certainly not good, probably in that realm. 
So Exeter huddling up right now. Two receivers are already left. That's Carter Redding and Nate Pashley. Pharrell Caceres to the left of Martinez in the gun. He's rolling left, throws it to the opposite side. It's Zach Zandier. He's got the sideline. He'll get the 30-yard line. He's knocked out of bounds. That's good. Preserve that clock. So they don't oh. stop the clock. They say he was stopped in bounds. And here, Exeter will call timeout time to out stop Exeter. the clock. 28.6 to go. The ball just inside the 30-yard line. Call it third and about seven. And we will see if Exeter can do anything with the ball in the final seconds of this first half. We will be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Martinez in the gun, he's rolling left, he's looking deep, fires it up there, goes to the corner. It is incomplete. Hole has an opportunity, and then Carter Redding had a shot at it, but it falls incomplete. So it'll bring up fourth and seven. The ball at the 29-yard line. 22.4 seconds to go. From what I saw, a nice job to break up that play by the Mustangs. Here's a situation if you're Exeter, go for the first down. You don't necessarily have to get it all. Make it a make sure you get out of bounds. You've got a lot of room. They're on the far side of the field. Martinez in the gun. He drops straight back. He's looking, fires it over the middle. It's complete to Aiden Double. He's inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Gonna have to spike it here. which is indeed what happens. 11.9 seconds to go. Ball on the 19-yard line. They lost four seconds there. So uh, damage is not terrible. So a 10-yard pass to Aiden Dauble in the flat. Nice route there. A simple pass and catch. Gets him the first down. And a new set of downs. Darren, we are going to hear that kid's name a lot over the next two, three years. We absolutely will. Exeter breaks the huddle. They come out over the ball. Martinez in the gun. He's got Zamar Paschal sidecar left. Two receivers right. The snap, he drops straight back. Throws it over the middle. Zach Zandier has it. He's inside the 10, the 5, fighting, fighting. They'll mark him down at the 4-yard line with 4 seconds to go. So first and 10, ball on the four. It'll be a quick spike. They got maybe half a second left. There, there's going to be time for one more play. 
So Exeter calling timeout. They're going to say there was four seconds on the clock. They're going to say uh, from the time of the play to the spike that there's time for one more play. The ball on the four-yard line. Let's see if they don't line up for a field goal here. I would. I would take the three. Well, we'll see. Looks like they're going to go for it. Oh, oh no, nope, he's, yeah, he's okay. lining it up. Yeah. All right, take that Robbie three. Gaston going to line this one up. Gaston or Gaston? 16, uh, who knows? <laughs> he does. It's at the 16. It'll be a 26-yard attempt. The ball's down. His foot is through it, and, and it is good. <laughs> Great call by the coach. The final play of the first half, a field goal by Robbie Gaston. We'll say Gaston. I think I've seen one too many Disney movies. Gaston. Right? No one dun, dun, yeah. like Gaston. Dun, 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 that, right? That's, that's right. That's where yeah. I'm going with it. We've played one half here in Rifton. It's Exeter 17, Governor Mifflin 3. We'll be back with halftime comments after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Wondering why the world is past him. Hoping that he's bent for more than arguments and failed attempts to fly. Every team, every team, every game, all season long. 
That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter 17, Governor Mifflin 3, your halftime score. Giving you a recap as to what happened in that first half. So Governor Mifflin would come out of the gates a 13-play, 62-yard drive, which would culminate in a 25-yard field goal, giving Governor Mifflin the 3-0 lead at 5.33 of the first quarter. But Exeter not to be outdone, showing the quick strike capability. After a 10-yard run by Pharrell Caceres taking the ball to the 44-yard line, their own 44, Martinez goes back to pass, finds Jaden Zandier behind the defense for a 56-yard catch and run. And at the 443 mark, Exeter quickly answers that field goal, and it's 7-3 Eagles. Governor Mifflin comes out again, a 17-play drive, and this was the defining moment of the first half. 
Governor Mifflin getting to literally inside the one. And they had a few shots, can't punch it in. Exeter stout defense, Jerry, fourth and goal. You've got Grady Garner who's chewed you up a little bit earlier uh, in the half. They are able to stuff him on fourth down and they take over. Yeah, Darren, that was a very important play because they have now gone on from that to score two, uh, well, two more scores, a touchdown and a field goal to give themselves a not so quite comfortable 17 to three lead, but this could very well be 14 to 10. That's exactly right. The turnaround coming as a result of that big stop, a 10 play 98 yard drive culminating in the 33 yard run from Jaden Zandier. And I'll tell you what, something that we didn't necessarily see early in the year because we knew Pharrell Caceres would be in the backfield. We knew Zamar Paschal and Zumar Boston, but now they've got Jaden Zandier. And let me tell you what, he's a special athlete. Well, yeah, so now we've gone from a three-pronged attack to a four-pronged attack on the ground. We have multiple receivers, at least two or three, that can really light it up. And, Darren, you know, this Exeter offense looking a bit dangerous. Absolutely. Quick strike capabilities. Governor Mifflin and Exeter would go back. Nate Pashley would pick up an INT on the far side of the field on a nice adjustment to a poorly thrown ball. And then Joel Amarino would pick it off. And this one ultimately would lead to the 35-yard Robbie Gaston field goal as halftime, uh, as the second quarter expired to extend Governor Mifflin's deficit or Exeter's lead, depending on how you want to look at it, to 17-3. to And... Those are the, the key points there because Governor Mifflin gets the ball back with under maybe two minutes to go. Can't do anything with it. Amarino makes the huge play, able to drive it inside the 30. They get the field goal, 17-3 at the half. Two interceptions make all the difference, right? They absolutely do. And uh, the Exeter defense coming up big tonight, you know, very resilient there were there was a couple of moments in this first half specifically that goal line stand and things could have gone terribly wrong the long uh, pass play in that opening drive of theirs could have gone wrong they could have put their heads down they didn't they stood up held the line so we've got Ava Strauss with us here and you were down there with the blue crew. Tell us what the feeling is uh, from the bleachers this evening. I used to be a little bit bummed that. I used to be a little bit bummed that I wasn't going to be in. Hang on. Oh, wait a minute. We're we're going to get Ava in just a second. I promise. <laughs> we we've we have a producer who it's his first night on the job, so he's uh, working yes, the board. Yes, it is. Go ahead, Ava. Let's I'm good. Sorry. You're okay. on. All right. Bingo. Third time's a charm. So I, right. I used to be a little bit bummed that I wouldn't be in the student section my senior year, but. I'm actually kind of happy I get to create a bunch of content and film them and talk to them as much as I want when I have. It's just like so much fun talking to my friends down there. They're having a great time. I get to goof around with them still, so I don't think there's any loss. Get in there to uh, talk to some of them in the second half. Of course, I will, okay. most definitely. So we talk about Exeter's three-headed monster, which is now the four-headed monster. You take a look at the numbers, the rushing numbers coming into this game, Pharrell Caceres, 
28 carries, 267 yards, three TDs. That's a 9.54 yards per carry average. Zamar Paschal, 20 carries, 197 yards. He's just a shade under 10 at 9.85. He's got three TDs. Jaden Zandier comes into today's game, six carries, 66 yards, averaging 11 a tote, three TDs. And then, of course, Riley Martinez uh, adding three TDs as well. Zumar Boston even adds one. You've got five different rushers there with touchdowns at any given time, Jerry. And when you have that, those kinds of options, it makes nightmares for defensive coordinators. Well, sure. And so now let's, let's look at this. Uh, again, the, the stat that I cited from last week's game against Boyertown for Mifflin, 28 points in the first quarter. Now, yes, the Exeter Eagles are not the Boyertown Bears, but 28 points in that first quarter. They hold them to three in the first half and score 17 to take what could be an insurmountable lead. I'm not going to say it is. A couple quick passes, and that's gone. But this defense held down a pretty potent offense. Riley Martinez coming up big on a few throws there in the first half coming into today's game. 25 of 38, 464 yards, five TDs, four INTs, but thankfully those INTs haven't I'm hurt good, him yet. And when you turn that into who he's been throwing to, Zach Zandier, six catches, 123 yards. Uh, he's averaging 21 yards a catch. We talk about Nathan Pashley, six catches, 119 yards, two TDs. Carter Redding, who has been huge in this game. Oh, about a couple it. huge catches. Six catches, 102 yards with a TD. Genuine Stutzman, Jaden Zandier, each with touchdown catches coming in. Of course, Jaden has another one tonight. But we, we talk about five rushers. One, two, three, four, four different receivers with touchdowns. You've got nine players on that field at any given time who can punch it in the end zone. Which way are you going to go? You're going to run or are they going to pass? Like, like which way is it going to go? That leads to confusion for a defense. And, and I think that we have seen some confusion on the part of the Mifflin defense because they, they don't really have much of an answer once Exeter gets going. Riley Martinez although only a sophomore, has certainly showed his seasoning. A couple things here and there, but from a standpoint of being able to throw the ball over the top to Jaden Zandier as he does, he's able to hit Aiden Dauble underneath. He's got Zach Zandier running inside post routes. There are a lot of options, and he is one talented kid that we're going to be. You talk about how we're going to say Aiden Dauble's name a lot. I say Riley Martinez's name a lot too. Yes, we will be saying Riley Martinez's name a lot. And uh, as I said early in the game, you know, he's getting more and more comfortable and he looks like he took another step in his ride to being comfortable in his role as QB1. We're winding down to two minutes to go till players are on the field. That gives us time for a quick break. We're at the half. It's 17-3 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
You're listening to Exeter Eagles Football on the Exeter Sports Network. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out, all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Riften. The Eagles coming onto the field right now. The Mustangs going into their calisthenics to warm up for this second half. Taking a look at, again, Exeter's statistics coming into this game. You know, we look at Riley Martinez. He's averaging nearly 160 yards a game. So you throw that together with the rushing yards per game of nearly 200. You're over 350 yards of total offense, Jerry, over three games thus far. That That's a lot to contend with. Sure it is. I mean, I, I, I would imagine that the average for a high school team would be around 300 for a decent to good, am I about right? I would say so, sure. So we're sitting at 360. What's it going to look like tonight? Where are we tonight again? Well, you know what? It's probably not as much because it's not necessarily a ball control type game. We've had a lot of, certainly we had the 98-yard touchdown, or I should say field goal there as far as that drive. No, that was a touchdown. So from that standpoint, I don't think you're, you may not necessarily see the, the yardage per se, but from a standpoint of being able to accumulate those big plays uh, through the air, on the ground, you know, it, it's just something that's difficult to stop. Yeah, and, and it's a winning formula. It really is. I mean, we, we've got a 17-3 score here, minute to go till the end of halftime. And I think that what we need to see out of Exeter is a quick strike here to put, you know, this is an expression that I've used, I think, twice already this season, to put the boot on the throat. Grady Garner for Governor Mifflin, unofficial totals, 11 carries, 56 yards, 
He comes into today's game, 59 carries, 351 yards, averages about six a carry, three TDs. So he's a little bit under that average, but give credit to Exeter there. He is able to get some yardage, but the yardage that he gets hasn't hurt them. And when they've had to be stout and stand up, they've done so, and he hasn't hurt them. Well, it's the defense keeping him from hurting them. So we're, we're just seeing a great all-around game by these Exeter Eagles. Let's see what they can do to finish it out. So Governor Mifflin ready to kick it off. Travis Jenkins has the ball on the tee. Exeter will be receiving. Nate Pashley, Jaden Zandier. Back to receive. Jenkins has the ball on the tee. The official says okay. Governor Mifflin going right to left to start this half. The ball in the air. It comes down to Pashley at the 15. He's got the 20, the 25. Cuts back. He's got the 30, 35. Still on his feet. Across the 50. Inside territory. Down to the 31-yard line. Wow. Amazing run A by Nate A 54-yard return for Nate Pashley. That was the one we needed. That Incredible. was the fast start that I was uh, just referring to, Darren. Courtesy, Nate Passion. He takes it at the 15-yard line all the way to the 31. Where it'll be first and 10. I'm looking to see they're calling a penalty on the play. I didn't catch what. So we will see it's probably a spot foul or the penalty is a spot foul. Oh, wow. they pick up. Is that a legal substitution? I don't know what that, if we figure out what the penalty is, unless it was a sideline violation, I don't know. But Mama Mia, they're taking that back. But that play, which went all the way, Coach Bauer certainly not happy. They end up putting the ball at the 33-yard line. So that's where Exeter will take over. Riley Martinez in the gun. He's got sidecar to the left. Hands it off to Pharrell Caceres. He's running a tackle. He's got room. He crosses the 40, still on his feet. He gets gang tackled there and pushed back. But they'll give him the 41-yard line. It's an eight-yard gain for Pharrell. And second and two. Good job to claw some of that back by Pharrell Cassares. Eight yards on first down, certainly what you're looking for. Gives you some options there on second down. Makes your life a little bit easier. It absolutely does. Exeter in the huddle. Carter Redding split wide right. Martinez in the gun. He's got Zamar Paschal sidecar right. Here's a pitch to Jaden Zandier. Makes him one-man miss. There's a flag on the play. It comes in really late. Jaden can't do much of anything else. They're going to call Zamar Paschal with a hold, I think. No, I think they're getting 21 on Mifflin. Nope, they're going to call Zamar Paschal. He already had the guy on the ground, and I think as he tried to get up, he grabbed him and pulled him back down. Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. So here's where they're shooting themselves in the foot. Second and two. 
they would have lost or maybe gained a yard or two. But as a result of the penalty, it'll take it back to second and call it 12. With the ball marked at the 31 yard line. Exeter over the ball. Martinez in the gun, sidecar left, two receivers left. Here's the snap. He's rolling left, he's looking. He comes back to the near side to Zach Zandier. He's got a lot of room. They're gonna call a hold against Logan Wegman. Zandier wow, gets all man. the way up. Coach Bauer is not gonna be happy with this call because he's gonna say he's got his hands inside the shoulder pads. Bauer not happy with the officiating right now. And you know what, I'd have to agree with him. I, I saw the block as Zandier was coming and he was being driven back. So I'm going to say I don't agree with this call. Yeah, it, it didn't appear to be. It wasn't. It, it, he had his hands inside, he's driving him out. Now, if, if the defender tries to go right or left, then it's going to look that way. They're waving, waving off. off. All right, so they're, gonna, they're waving off the penalty. Let's see where ultimately Zach Zandier gets to. It's a good wave off. They bring the ball all the way to the 44-yard line, which would be a first down. That's a 13-yard catch. First and 10. Got to move the chains on the far side. Still, they have first down marked, but the chains haven't moved yet. So all the ref has to do is tell them to move. The ref has told them to move, and they're not moving. I guess they don't want to. And the fans hey! are going to. Well, I guess that's one way to get some recognition. First and 10, ball on the 44-yard line for Exeter. 10-20 to go here in the third. Martinez in the gun. He's got the snap handoff to Jaden Zandier. Nope, it's Pharrell Caceres. He runs right side. This is going to be a probably a horse collar against Governor Mifflin. So give him, see where they mark him on the run. It's going to be six. They're going to give him the 49. So that's actually a seven-yard run for, for Caceres. And we'll see about the personal foul, which I expect to be tacked mm -hmm. on here. Mm -hmm. Looked like it was either a horse collar or a face mask. So we've got a sloppily played game right now, Darren, both sides. It is. Gotten a little sloppy here. Takes the ball all the way down to the 35-yard line of the Mustangs. First and 10. Exeter over the ball. Martinez in the gun. He's got the eye aside of him. Here's the handoff to Caceres. He's got room up the middle. He'll get the 30. Take him down to the 27-yard line. There's an 8-yard gain. And second and 2. Here's where Exeter is imposing their will now against that Mustang defensive front. They've been able to run Pharrell Caceres off the left side at will. 
for another eight yards here. Darren, can we draw a parallel and say that the chippiness of the first half is causing this sloppiness? Well, we'll find out. Here's Caceres. He's trying to go up the middle, but he's met immediately by Javian Sanchez, a 5'8", 180-pound senior. He'll ultimately lose a couple yards. Let's say three. It'll be third and five. Put the ball at the 30-yard line. Nice play by Sanchez, able to shoot a gap. Meet Caceres in the backfield. So Martinez is going to be in the gun. Single receivers right and left. Zaymar Paschal to his left. He'll take the ball. He's running right. He gets the right edge. He's got the 25, the 20, He's the in. 10, the 5. Touchdown, Zaymar Paschal. 30 yards on the scamper. It's 23-3. And we're taking a look to see where there's, there's laundry on the field. So the excitement short-lived. It's going to be a hold. Nate Pashley indicated a hold. And indeed it is. So uh. the 30-yard touchdown is negated. Great run by Zaymar Pashley. It'll be third and 10 with the ball on the 30. Of the 35, mind you. Well, if it was a hold, the ball was on the 30. It should go back to the 40, but who's counting? All right, so Martinez in the gun. Not the refs. Sidecar right. Here is the fake handoff. Throw it to the right side. Looking to see who made the catch. Zamar Paschal did on the near sideline. He's not able to stay in bounds, though. Mark him at the 29. It's a gain of six. It's going to be fourth and four with the ball on the 29-yard line. Eight thirty-nine to go here in the third. Exeter will go for it. Nate Pashley, Carter Redding split wide left. Zach Zandier on the near side. Martinez drops straight back, looking, fires. It's complete. Looking to see where they mark it. I he think it's, it. it's Carter Redding. It gets inside the 25 to the 24. That should be enough for a first down. They didn't mark, uh, they didn't call a first down yet. Okay, which I agree, he should have. <laughs> I just didn't see the official call yet standing over it. So the ball gets down to the 24-yard line. It's going to be a five-yard catch for Carter Redding. Oh, we got somebody down on the field here. And a first and 10. Mifflin player down on the field. First and 10 when we resume. Ball will be on the 24. There's 8.31 to go here in the third. We're going to hold it here just a second. Yeah. Give this Exeter team credit. You know, we, we talk about them starting off slowly, and the opening drive from Governor Mifflin, they took it the entire length of the field, but Exeter keeps them out of the end zone. They get the three. Yep. 
and they answer that immediately with the touchdown, which in any, and, and you know this, Ava, too, in sports, when they score, you want to make sure or they go on a run, just like in volleyball, you want to make sure that you match it with a similar run. Mm -hmm. You also, like, the mentality you got to have is also very, you got to stay competitive but stay calm. And these boys are doing a very good job staying content, especially Rylan Martinez. I got a chance for him to talk on Tuesday, and he said that he feels so much more confident and comfortable playing with these guys like Zach Sandier, Carter, the up, these bigger guys, these have the older brother complex, and he's been playing very well tonight. I didn't realize there was an older brother complex making its way through Exeter. And why would you say that, Jerry? <laughs> Exeter, we, we, we're going to talk about the run game for the rest of the year, I'm sure. But you take a look at the styles, and, and we've talked about this before. You take a look at the styles of each of them, and each of them bring a different type of attack on the field. You've got Jaden Zandier. I don't want to say maybe the more athletic. He's got some more shiftiness as far as that's concerned out there. Great acceleration. Zaymar Paschal. Man, he is a bull. He reminds me of Richie Karstein last year, man. Give him the ball. He'll put his head down. He'll run through you. And, Darren, he's, he's, he's not a huge guy. No. But his legs don't stop. And there's we, – we saw him, was it last week or the week before, drag four defenders an extra six or seven yards – well, they give Zamar 5'10", 195. I'm not getting in his way. I got, I, I, I'll tell you that much. So you take a look. We've mentioned uh, Jaden. We've mentioned Zamar, of course. Then you put in Pharrell, who has the speed off the edges, a little more uh, upright runner, but he can hit those holes as fast as anybody. Uh, we, we've talked about Zumar Boston being a nice addition there. It's just it's just weapon after weapon. And you've got, last year we talked about the offensive line, Anthony Cachese and Lucas Polange and Kyle Lash and just guys just over and Joey Schlaffer over and over and over again. They've got the guys year after year after year to replace them. They've got Nate Govan out there. They've got Logan Wegman. They've got the McConnell brothers. They've got Zach Zandier. They can replace those guys with solid play every time. Here's a quarterback sneak up the middle. It's going to be good for three. Yeah, they'll take it down to about the 20. They might stretch it out for four. So it'll be somewhere around second and six. And, Darren, one more thing on Zaymar Paschal while we're there. Yes. Such a nice kid. Respectful. Always says hello to me when he sees me. Good kid. 7.50 to go here in the third. Martinez in the gun, sidecar right. The handoff goes to Jaden Zandir. He bounces it to the Oof. outside, the 20. Oof. He's got the 10. The 5 reaches to the end zone. Great run. Let's see where they mark him at. Down at about the 1. There it is, Jaden Zandir. Let's see. They do put it at the one, so that's a 19-yard run for Jaden. And first and goal. Nice job by Exeter. They get the ball. They're driving down, taking time off the clock. Yeah, it's a big time sucker, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Seven and a half remaining. Martinez over, or excuse me, under center, but a procedure call oh, on oh, Exeter will take him back five. Probably seven or eight penalties, which, you know, Coach Bauer certainly not going to be happy with. How do you correct that? Game? And a number of them are procedure penalties. Well, it's, it's just a matter of you've got to remind them, focus on your job. It, penalties happen when you when you let your mind wander. You've got to really pay attention every single minute. Coach so, Bauer had his hands on his head. So here's a toss to Jaden Zandier, and guess what? Another flag comes in. He runs into the end zone. These officials are loving the flag. Guess what? It'll be a hold on Exeter. Wow, man. Terry, so, do you call a timeout and calm them down? Uh, no, not at this point. I don't think so. I think, I mean, obviously there's some frustration there on the offensive line. I don't know, obviously, who they're calling the penalties on. But there's, there's obviously something that the officials have been alerted to. Typically, when you're calling that number of holding calls when they're running to the outside, they've been alerted to something to watch for. And it's happened multiple times. So bring the ball out to the 11-yard line. It's first and goal from the 11. Martinez will be under center. Eye formation behind him. He's rolling left. He's looking. He's looking. He fires it. Trying to hit Aiden Dauble. There uh, should yeah, be a flag definite, there. Definitely. Because even before the ball got there, let's take a look as far as who it is. It's going to be Chase Rapp, a six foot, 180 pound senior, trying to guard Aiden Dauble. Who, if you take a look at his size, 6'3, 193. <laughs> Player down on the field. I don't. I think it is Aiden. But it'll be a spot foul. They'll put the ball down at the point of the penalty. They're taking a look at Aiden as we speak. I look over to Jerry. Come to me. And we'll take a quick break. 6.51 to go here in the third. 17-3 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Georgia. up on his own power. We were so busy chatting, we didn't get to a commercial. We liked the song too much. Indeed we did. Well, I don't know. Can you really like a song too much? I don't know. So they threw a flag 
I'm waiting for them to actually mark off the penalty because he caught the ball inside the five. So where are they putting it? At the eight? Okay, wacky. Ball, ball looks like it's on the eight, but I, I don't really know. But Riley Martinez rolling out, looking, looking. He's going to keep it himself. He throws it to Zach wow. Zandier behind him. That's one of those where Riley Martinez could have pulled it down and run it in himself. But at the last second, elects to try to hit Zandier behind him. Being selfless sometimes is not the way. To That's go. right. He, he had the opportunity to score on his own there. Throws the incompletion. So it's going to be second and goal with the ball on the eight. I am surprised, though, that the ball, because it was first and goal at the 11, and with that penalty, I thought it would have taken it, like, to the 5, if not inside the 5. So who knows what penalty they tried to call or didn't. Here's Riley Martinez. It's a pitch to Jaden Zandier on the outside. He gets tripped up inside the 5. He'll get to the 4-yard line, where it'll be third and goal. Darren, we have uh, one score in from our brothers in Muhlenberg. We have Muhlenberg and Lebanon tied at seven with about six minutes left to go in the third. A barn burner. Is that, are they playing that in Lebanon? They are playing in Lebanon. Remember Lebanon, Dan? That's right. I do remember Lebanon. We had a great time there last year. Good people out there. Very good people. All right. Exeter breaks the huddles. And, excuse me, Martinez is going to be in the gun. He's got Jaden Zandier to his right. But before anything happens, Exeter calls timeout. So 5.59 to go here in the third. 17-3 Exeter. You hear the music, you know what it means. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter back over the ball. Martinez in the gun. Zamar Paschal to his left. There's the snap. He's going to follow Zamar, trying to force his way over the goal line. They're going to say he's short. He gets down to about the one. So a three yard, give him three yards on the rush. Fourth and one, Darren. Fourth and one. Exeter doing a great job as far as milking this clock. We're down to five and a half to go. So Exeter has had the ball for seven and a half minutes to start this third quarter. Six and a half. Oh, that's right, it's 12. Yeah. All right. Six, I don't mean to correct Six and a half, Darren, that's all right. Hey, still. Six and a half, it's over half of the quarter. 
Here's the handoff going off left end. Zaymar Paschal with the one yard touchdown run. Who's the man? 5.20 to go here in the third. Zaymar Paschal punches it across. It's 23-3. Jake Franick back out there for the PAT. I like the way he's splitting duties with the kick. Here's Franick, ball down, his foot's through it. Solid. It is true, it's good. One week ago, Jake Franick seven for seven on PAT opportunities. He drills this one, 5.20 to go here in the third, 24-3 Eagles. We'll be back, it's the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Riften. Kind of an interesting drive there because to begin, Nate Pashley had a 54-yard return initially brought back because of the penalty, and then it essentially became a 17-play drive for Exeter, taking off six and a half of the clock and here's a kick, and I think they're going to call an offside. Exeter kicked the ball as they went to cover. The officials blow the whistle. Going to kick it from five yards back. Or, or they're going to say they never gave him the <laughs> approval to kick the ball. Who knows? Because... Yep, they're backing him up five, so it must have been offside. <laughs> Kicker just kept the ball, yeah. walked it back himself, instead of handing it to the official. So Jake Franick has it on the teeth. Jake took ownership of the ball. Indeed he did. Reese Hole back deep for Governor Mifflin as is Antonio Alvarez. It goes over his head. He can't get it inside the five. They're gonna try to run him down. He's in the end zone. There's a flag. He just barely gets out of the end zone. The ball went over his head. It squibbed all the way down inside the five. Now, if this is a hold and it occurred in the end zone, it's actually a safety, but I don't think that's what they're gonna call. It was pretty close. It's an illegal block in the back. So they're going to talk it over. If this happened in the end zone, that's a safety. Ultimately, not a whole lot of room because he only brought it out just beyond the goal line. 
What a busted play you know, on, on this kickoff. I mean, they were chasing the ball. They were. So first and 10 with the ball on the one yard line. Deep in Mustang territory. They're gonna try to come out from the shadow of their own goal. Pletz is in the, he's under center. He tries to run it off the left side to give him a little room, maybe give him two yards. Bring it out to the three. It'll be second and eight. Certainly not what Governor Mifflin was hoping for with that kickoff. Well, no, certainly not. I mean, so that called back kick works to Exodus' and it favor. Ended up really hurting him. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Jake got his foot into it, and and ultimately Alvarez misplayed it. It went over his head. Then he couldn't control it. <laughs> Here's Pletz under center. Movement on the left side of the eagle line. It's going to be defensive offsides. Bring it out five. And it'll be second and three with the ball marked at the eight. Darren, early in the third, we've got Wilson. 38 zip over Redding. Governor Mifflin breaks the huddle. Pletz is under center. Single setback. Garner. Single receiver on the left. And here is McConnell. So something's happening with Exeter jumping offside. I don't know if uh, the center might be moving the ball or what's going on. Well, one would hope that the the referee would notice that. Well, you would. I, I don't know. I, I can't say for certain. Exeter trying to be over aggressive, but needless to say, those two penalties provide a first down for Governor Mifflin. All by themselves. Here's the handoff. It's going to run to the right side. Chase Huber on the carry. And get about three. Alex Pinero on the stop for Exeter. Bring the ball out to the 14-yard line. Call it a gain of two. It'll be second and eight. Got Twin Valley 28-12 over Fleetwood early in the third, Darren. Governor Mifflin, another a fake handoff. They go right up the middle with it. Grady Garner with the carry. Looks like they'll give him the 20-yard line. That's a six-yard run. It'll be third and two. The ball marked, actually third and three with the ball marked at the 19. Give him five. You got a three and two. Third and two. Pletz is going to be under center. He's got the eye behind him. Two receivers left. They try to run Garner up the middle. Looks like he'll get the first down, bring him out to about the 24-yard line. They'll give him the 25. And it's a first down. Ran him off left guard. He's able to pick up a few yards and keep the drive alive for the Mustangs.
Kletz under center. He's got the eye behind him, hands it off to the up back. It's going to be Brandon Jones. That's good for eight. Wow. So I'm surprised there was no flag right there. Blocking way downfield, Bryce Wonderlick. <laughs> yeah, that was Nigel Meekins. All right, so Brandon Jones looks like they're going to give him eight yards on the run. So call it second and two, the ball on the 33. Handoff up the middle, not a whole lot there. They're going to stop him for no gain. It'll be third and short. Governor Mifflin going with a, a different look in the backfield right now. Darren, we got Schuylkill Valley 49-7 over Kutztown early in the fourth, actually mid-fourth. They got a running clock going. Right here, 1.30 to go here in the third. 24-3 Exeter. Governor Mifflin over the ball, Pletz under center, single setback, two receivers left. Here's the snap. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. He'll get the 40-yard line. Looks like that's where they'll put him. He'll have enough for a first down. No. Oh, they actually gave him a first down on the last play. Correct. All right. That was a sneaky little pull. So first and 10 on the 35. Give him six yards on that play. Second and four. Let's under center. Here's the handoff. It'll go to Garner. He's trying to run off left guard. He'll pick up a few. We'll see where they put the ball down at. The 43-yard line. So give him two. It'll be third and short. Governor Mifflin over the ball, Pletz under center. He's got the eye behind him, hand it to the up back, which is Brandon Jones. He's fighting for it. Mm, I don't we think still so. Have this, we still have this blocking going 15 yards <laughs> beyond <laughs> the line of scrimmage. Meekins is not having it. Well, he, he better keep his cool. So give... Governor Mifflin the first down. It's a three-yard gain for Brandon Jones. We have reached the end of the third quarter. We played three full in Riften. It's the Eagles 24, the Mustangs three. We'll be back with fourth quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago's stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out, all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. 
It's the Exeter Sports Network. We are back to start the fourth quarter. Pletz under center. He's going to hand it off to the up back. He is wrapped up by a number of Exeter Eagles. Count them five. A gaggle of eagles. Yeah, That's I was right. say a gaggle. <laughs> so Brandon Jones. Last game. <laughs> Brandon Jones goes nowhere. Brings up second and ten. What would that actually be? A flock? <laughs> a flock of eagles. Should we look it up? I like gaggle. Well, the fact that there were five of them, I wasn't going to come up with, the you know. A quintile. So it looks like they gave him one yard. So call it second and nine. Pletz under center. He's got the eye behind him. Hands it. Nope. He's going to keep it himself. Gets across the 50 to the 49-yard line. Really nice fake by Jones. He had people looking at him as though he had the ball. So second and 10, give him five yards. They'll put the ball on the 49. Coach Bauer's not looking happy on the sidelines, Darren. It's going to be third and five. Pletz under center. He's got the eye behind him. Single receiver left. Here's the snap. He'll give it to Grady Gardner, the up back. He's hit, but he drives through. Tyler Flanders then comes back to corral him, but not until he's at the 40-yard line. So it's a nine-yard gain for Garner and a first down. Darren in Lebanon, we have a 13-7 Muhlenberg lead. Looked it up. It's actually a soar of Eagles. S-O-A-R. Yes. Which is why I didn't go there, because I wasn't sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Governor Mifflin on the 40-yard line of the Eagles. Here's the snap handed to Garner. He's running left. He's hit, taken down. Nice job. Joel Amarino coming up from his linebacker spot. Takes him down after a yard gain. That's saying something right there. Second and nine. Yep. We've got Lebanon. They play Lebanon homecoming. So Governor Mifflin, second and nine, ball on the 39 of the Eagles. Let's under center, eye behind him, single receiver right. Here's the snap. Exeter Exeter jumps yet again. But we'll see. There was some movement on the Governor Mifflin line. It would appear that it was after uh, the Eagles. But we'll see the call. It's procedure on the Mustangs. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So they'll take the ball back to the 45-yard line where it'll be second and 14. 24-3 exit. They'll actually put it on the 44 because I said the 45, so why would they do that? Don't do you any favors. Governor Mifflin over the ball. Single receiver right. The I formation. Hand it off to the up back. It's Garner. Stays on his feet. Gets down to about the 36-yard line. If that's where they mark it. It's an eight-yard run. It's going to bring up third and six. Mustangs over the ball. Let's under center. I formation. 
Hands it to Garner. He's running off the left side. Nope, fakes the handoff. It's Pletz. There, finally, the flag comes in. Finally. We've been watching this for a while. Bryce Wonderlick has been blocking Nigel Meekins 15 yards downfield. It took the official, who was probably 40 yards away from the play, to throw the flag. They finally saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should throw the flag. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's the fourth time. So a third and six with the personal foul. Assuming they walk this off, it'll be third and 21. It should take the ball inside. See where they where they put the spot of the foul. He's got to walk through the Governor Mifflin huddle. They haven't moved yet, and he still has to walk off some additional yardage. Is it finally a penalty, Darren? It apparently is. So the personal foul. Do you like that? What you said. The personal foul takes the ball all the way back to the Eagle 47-yard line. Uh, according to my information, it should actually be third down. It was third and six. But we'll see. Fourth down out there. We'll, uh, we'll wait. We've got a timeout on the field. 8.38 to go here Make us in happen. the fourth. 24-3 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Pletz is in the gun as we come back from break. Two receivers right. He drops straight back. He's looking. He throws it to the left-hand side. Looks like he's got his man. A nice grab over on the far sideline. Pulled in by Nolan Morris, a 6'1", 155-pound senior. Pletz did a nice job getting that ball out there. He did a nice job pulling it in. Takes the ball all the way down to the 17-yard line. So a 30-yard catch. First and 10. Inside of eight and a half to go here in the fourth. Pletz under center. He's got Grady behind him. Receiver to the right, slot right. Here's a handoff to the left-hand side. And running around left end for the touchdown, Chase Huber, but a flag flies. So there's a good chance this is a hold and it's going to come back. Well, let's hope. I did see the laundry fly. 
Got a timeout. Um, there was a flag that flew on the far side of the field unless somebody threw a hanky from the hill. Well, Chase Huber, as it stands, credited with the 17-yard touchdown run. An injured player for Exeter on the far side of the field in the end zone. So they're checking on him. Okay. I know I looked over there and I saw something fly as a flag, which is why I called it right away. Obviously, no flag was thrown or it was picked up because they're lining up for the PAT. So 8.06 to go. It's 24-9 Exeter. Okay, he's getting up. Always a good sign. Real good sign. Walking off under his own power. We'll see who it is. Actually, they're going to take him out the back of the end zone. So as soon as we can get a number, we'll let you know who that player is. Dude, these kids are tough, man. You got to be. It's like the $6 million man. Bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Here they are. They're lined up. Lance Koenig will try to put this one through. Waiting for the official to put the ball in play. 8.06 to go here in the fourth. Still waiting. Good crowd on hand here at Don Thomas Stadium this evening. Beautiful weather. One would hope there would be a good crowd because uh, certainly is one of the biggest games of the year. It is. Here's the snap. Caning has a foot through it. He's able to hammer it through. It's good. It's 24-10. We're going to keep it here? Nope, we're going to go to Jerry. 8.06 to go. We'll have the rest of the fourth. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Why don't you turn me loose so I can run away? Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. Governor Mifflin, 18 plays, 99 yards. If you remember the kickoff from Exeter got over the receiver's head. But they're able to recover. They drive the length of the field. They get the 17-yard touchdown run. 
And yeah, we are very, at 24-10. It was a very nice drive, Darren. They, uh, they overcame a couple obstacles that they put in front of themselves. And let's face it, Exeter helped them along a little bit, too. Travis Jenkins is going to try the onside kick. Exeter has their hands team up front. Here is the kick. Good kick. Nice job covered immediately. Taking a look. Who is that? Reiking? Um, nope. I think that is number six. I believe it's number six is Alex Panero. Alex Panero. Nicely done. That was a, actually a really good onside kick that he covered. Wasn't much of a reaction from, from Mifflin. You do an onside kick, you're supposed to rush the ball. Well, There's you nobody within five yards. I don't think it's something you actually practice very much at the high school level. So Exeter has it first and 10. Martinez in the gun. Single receiver right and left. Here's the handoff. But, of course, before the play gets moving, we've got a flag. Something to mention on that last drive from Governor Mifflin. Exeter did help them out, if you remember. Two offside calls gave them a first down yep. early in that drive. So another penalty against the Eagles. Coach Bauer will not be happy with that. Darren, we have to be close to 100 yards in penalties. I'm sure of it. First and 15, ball on the 45-yard line. Here's Pharrell Caceres running left. Nice move, gets to the outside, trying to <laughs> break free. Caught by the shoe by Jason Howland, a 5'10", 145-pound senior, held on for dear life. Caceres got up, and uh, he was a little bit hot. Had players in between he and Howland. So he takes it inside Mustang territory to the 47. Ends up being an eight-yard run. Second and seven. Here's Caceres again. He's... Juking in the middle, gets down to the 45-yard line. It'll bring up third and five. That was a function of his own lineman pushing him a little bit further. We're inside of seven minutes to go here in the fourth. Carter Redding trotting out to the far side on the right. Nate Pashley split left. Martinez in the gun, sidecar left. It's Jaden Zandier. He's got it. He's fighting for room up the middle. Nicely done. Gets the 40 inside the 40. Take it to the 39. It's a six-yard run and an Exeter first down. Zandier took the ball, headed to the right, bounced off a couple of players, switched to the left, made the first down. Keeps the clock running, six and a half to go here in the fourth. This is what they need. They need some a time-consuming drive. Exeter breaks the huddle. Martinez will be in the gun. He'll have Jaden Zandier to his left. Receivers split right and left. Here's the snap. He'll hand it off to Zandier. He's running right. He'll find some room in the middle. Get across the 35. They'll actually mark him at the 35. It'll be a gain of four. Call it second and six. Good start to this uh, set of downs. 
that's what you're looking for at this stage of the game. Pick up a couple first downs, like you mentioned, run that clock. They got the ball at the 8.06 mark here of the fourth. We're now at 5.40, so doing a nice job of that. Just slowly chew it up. Take three downs, get your 10. Take three downs, get your 10. Martinez in the guns, Zandir to his right. He'll take the handoff. He's running left. He's got room. There's the 30, the 20, breaks He's through, gone. the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Exeter. 35 yards on the scamper. Jaden Zandir punches it in, and at the 518 mark, it's 30 to 10, Exeter. There was what they needed, you see? And, and, and of course, what did I just say? Yeah, keep chewing up that clock, keep chewing it up. Hand it off to Zandier, touchdown. Let's see who they bring on. I think it's Robbie Gaston this time. Uh, no, it's not. Looks like it's Jake Franick. Oh, no, it is Robbie Gaston. There you go. He turned his back. I saw the 35. The ball's down. His foot's through it. The officials say it's good. And he tacks on the 31st point for Exeter this evening. 5.18 to go here in the fourth. It's 31-10 Exeter. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. It's the Exeter Sports Network. So Exeter goes five plays in 50 yards. 50 you, yards in five plays. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. 40, actually 55 if you count the first penalty there. Right. So 31-10, here's a squib on the right-hand side. Picked up at the 18. Oh. Coming to the oh. near side. Huber has a lot of room. Actually, this is Travis Jenkins. He'll bring it all the way out to the 42 for the Mustangs, and that's where they'll take over first and 10. Nice return, Travis Jenkins. Brought down by Tyler Flanders and a soar of Eagles. How's that? We will never forget that. <laughs> I'll forget it by next week. Don't worry. Tyler Flanders, a 6'1", 185-pound junior. We've mentioned his name several times, and we'll mention it a lot more. So the Mustangs Indeed. put the ball in play at the 41. Here's Pletz. He looks left, fires left. It's too high for hole. It goes out of bounds. Just throwing a Wilt Chamberlain there, Darren. Yeah, absolutely. He would have uh, had to have been Wilt Chamberlain to catch that one. <laughs> So incomplete on the far side of the field. It'll bring up second and 10. Stops the clock with 5.04 to go. Top of the fourth, it's the Billy Four, the Cardinals two. 
Hey. There you go. The Phillies are up 4-2 in case you're following along at home. Darren, what is it that they cannot beat the Braves or the Marlins? <laughs> How about that, huh? <laughs> Pletz is in the gun. Single receivers right and left. One in the slot on the left. He rolls. He's looking left. He fires. Tries to hit his receiver, which would be LeBron Leaf, a six foot, 180-pound sophomore. Incomplete. He can't pull it in. It's off his fingers. It'll bring up third and ten. Nice attempt by the receiver to corral the ball. It was just, I, I think he threw it a little too hot and uh, bounced right off his fingers. Nice game tonight for the Eagles. One of those very, very methodical, they, the old bend but don't break mentality. Gave right. up some yards in those first couple drives, but when it came time, they stepped up, made some big stops, and the offense came through. Here's Pletz dropping straight back, looking. He's firing to the left. Knight can't tell if he brought it in. It looked like the ball was tipped by the defender. The Eagles are saying no. But it is incomplete. Yep. Nigel Meekins on the play. Trying to hit Nolan Morris. It falls incomplete, and it's fourth down. Nigel Meekins, who earlier took a shot to the knee and uh, is toughing it out, staying in the game making contributions. We mentioned Governor Mifflin coming into this game with only 11 pass attempts, almost trying to cut that in half on this drive. And before they can snap the ball, timeout on the far side of the field. And Governor Mifflin calls time. 4.44 to go here in the fourth. Fours are wild. 31-10 Exeter. We're going to keep it right here. Although that's not where I really was going with it, but it's one of those you, you roll into it and all of a sudden you, you get the, okay, we're staying here. It's like, I'm all right, we're staying here. Executive decision, Darren. Executive decision, absolutely. <laughs> As always, we want to thank Tom Legath, the, the staff here at Exeter, doing a fantastic job for us here up in the booth. Absolutely. We want to thank Musso's. Italian restaurant on St. Lawrence Avenue for providing a great meal of spaghetti, meatballs, and salad for the press box and for everybody who works here at the uh, at the stadium. No and doubt. Certainly want to thank the players. They're they're the reason we do what we do, and we'll say Exeter as well as Governor Mifflin out there giving it everything they've got on the football field. And we also want to thank Dancing Jay Schmidt. Dancing Jay Schmidt. So here's Bletz in the gun. He's going to drop. He's going to roll. He's under pressure. Fires it back to the opposite side. Trying to hit Brandon Jones in the left flat, but it's over his head. It's incomplete. It'll be a turnover on downs, and Exeter will take over. Credit to him for trying, but he was, uh, he was facing a wall of eagles. Not a sore. That time it was a wall, and he just had to get rid of that ball. And this, this is where the depth of the Eagles comes into play. You've got, you know, fresh guys. You're rotating them out. There are several that are going both ways, of course. But they just seem to get stronger and stronger as the game goes on, making it difficult. So Martinez is going to be in the gun. He's got Zamar Paschal to his right. He'll take the ball. Looking to run left. He gets tripped oh, up. He'll get to the 40-yard line. 
Okay, that chippiness is gone between the two teams. Number 22 from Mifflin helped Paschal up, smacked him on the helmet, told him, nice try. And that would be Jason Holland. Second and nine, ball on the 40. Martin is in the gun. Paschal sidecar left, single receiver right. There's the snap. Paschal has it. He's running. Nope, it's going to be a quarterback keeper. He's trying to get by Javian Sanchez, but he makes a nice play from his defensive back position, keeping Martinez with a no game. It'll be third and long. Yeah, that, uh, that play w was clearly broken and uh, blown up immediately. He wasn't going anywhere with that. And I'll tell you, this is this is my coaching background, which comes in there. It's I'm not quite sure I want to have my starting QB running around at this stage of the game. I don't want him getting hurt, so I can't necessarily say that I'd want to be, you know, putting him in a, a situation where he could take a shot. Uh, yeah, that's valid. So we've got a timeout. Exeter calls it. 3:18 to go. Here in the fourth, I look over at Jerry first before I do the out. Yeah. 3110 Exeter, we'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. We are back. Martinez in the gun, fakes the handoff. He's looking. He throws it deep, tries to hit. Uh, can we get a flag there? I believe Jaden Ware trying to hit him over the middle. It's well over his head. Was looking for a call from Caleb Young. It looked like he might have gotten tangled up with Ware. No penalty on the play. It's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, I guess there's no point in calling it now. I mean, this game's not in doubt now. They're not going to affect the score. Looks like Exeter will go for, for it. the outcome. I would. Carter Redding, Jaden Ware, split wide right. Martinez in the gun, Zamar Paschal sidecar right. Here's the fake handoff. He drops back. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. He's running to the left. He gets tripped up. Nice play, Brandon Jones. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just reach his hand out, grab the ankle, down. Turnover on downs for the Eagles. 3.05 left, 31-10. Exeter leading Governor Mifflin. So Governor Mifflin will take over on their own 35-yard line. Oh, I have a text from Patrick Wider. Mules victory. Muhlenberg won tonight. Good for the Mules. Yeah. 
their first victory of the season. Indeed. Ryan and Patrick got to call the win. Pletz is in the gun, sidecar left, two receivers left, one right. He's looking left, he fires left, throws it deep, he's open. Wow, man. Makes the grab inside the 25-yard line, down to the 21. Hits his receiver, Lamarian Northen, a 5'7", 130-pound senior. Darren, I don't get it. That's the second or third pass in this game that he has aired out. Why do they not have him throwing more? So it goes all the way to the 24-yard line. Here's Pletz in the gun. He's going to throw again. He's being chased. Fires it to the near side. And it looks like it's going to be picked off. Intercepted. <laughs> Carter Redding in the corner of the right end zone. I think it was actually ben Nate Pashley. Pashley. I was trying to find the number there. It's that number is seven. His second. So Nate Pashley, a nice job playing the field there. They were trying to hit Reese Hole in the corner of the right end zone. Nate Pashley does a nice job playing the ball, makes the pick. His second of the night, correct? I believe it is the second of the night. Third overall for the Eagles. That's six and two games. So Exeter will start this one on the 20, 2.46 to go until we wrap this one up. Now we're just going to chew clock. That's right. Martinez hands off to Jaden Zandier. He's slow getting up. No gain on the rush. They go out to take a look at him. Jaden Zandier turning into quite the player for Exeter this year. Not necessarily on our radar early on. Uh, certainly from the defensive standpoint, maybe even the special teams as far as returning. Not necessarily seeing them, though, in the running category. Well, Darren, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we were looking at him to be uh, a receiver with his brother, but uh, what? look at this kid go. Mm -hmm. Jaden's on his feet. Little ginger as he walks off. He's good. But he's under his own power, which is always a good sign. Look at him. Tough guy. All right, so as he comes off the field, Exeter goes back on. We're hearing from sideline reporter Ava Strauss. We've got injured players, Aiden Dauble, Genuine Stutzman, and Jaden Zandier. Dauble and Stutzman with, Stutzman with shoulders. Here's, let me take a look. It looked like Zamar Paschal, and indeed it is. He yep. gets out to the 30-yard line. It's going to be a 10-yard run and a first down for Exeter. Clock running, winding down to two minutes to go here in the fourth. Exeter breaking the huddle. Single receivers right and left. Martinez will be in the gun. Pasha will be to his right sidecar. 
Here's the handoff to Paschal. He's got some room up the middle, still on his feet. He'll get the 35. They'll take him out to about the 37-yard line. They'll mark it about the 38-yard line, so give him eight yards on the run. That'll be third and two. Sack, excuse me, second and two. <laughs> Got to correct it. Martin is in the gun. There's the snap. Paschal going to be running off the right side, trying to get the first down. He gets to the 40-yard line. We'll see if they actually give him the first down. The near official says yes. And we'll see if on the far side. They're moving. So first down by Exeter. Nice job being able to keep the chains moving, run the clock. We're under a minute to go here in the fourth quarter. Exeter in victory formation. Martinez will take a knee, just waiting for the play clock. It's at 10 right now. He'll snap it with about one. 30 seconds on the game clock. There's the knee, and that's going to do it. Exeter with a statement game, defeating the Mustangs 31-10 here in Riften. We will have your post-game comments after these commercial messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. 
What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and Uso's the Uso's Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musos delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musos Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We are in Riften where the Exeter Eagles, in convincing fashion, a 31-10 winner over the Governor Mifflin Mustangs this evening. And Jerry, coming into the game, the one thing that was vaunted if you're from a Governor Mifflin, again, the first potential challenge to Exeter this year. And their running game was going to be the one thing, if anything, that was going to give Exeter the challenge, Exeter up to the task. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and there was, uh, there was a couple of moments of trepidation, but once they got it going, there's no looking back. This Eagles team is resilient. They don't get down. They don't allow even their own mistakes. Like, they, they tried to kill their own game. And their own mistakes couldn't beat them. So, I mean, this portends great things for this team. That's right. We talked about bend but don't break mentality. The biggest part, I think, was the opening drive where they were running the football at will. They get literally inside the 10, can't cash in. Governor Mifflin has to settle for the field goal. And that had to break their spirit a little bit, knowing, you know what, we're playing Exeter. We know they've got a potent offense. If we don't punch it into the end zone, it's going to hurt. They didn't do it. And Exeter, of course, came right back and got the 56-yard TD pass to Jaden Zandier, and they were off and running. Yeah, there's, there's just no quit in the team, and that's a good thing. As I said, even when they try to derail themselves, which I, did you happen to count up their, their uh, penalties? I did not, but we, we certainly know from a standpoint of face masks from a standpoint of procedures offsides alone probably four or five offsides on the night I would not be surprised if they're in the double digits as far as penalties and coach Bauer again time and time again it's a matter of we can't beat ourselves so to be able to create or have those penalties this evening and still put the kind of performance together that they did but they know if they go against a better team in the upcoming weeks, and they will, they can't afford to have those miscues. No, they absolutely cannot afford the miscues. But, uh, you know, that's something they're going to have to work on in practice, right? And, and I think I said to you during the game, like, did, like, how do you correct this? What do you do? You make them run laps? Suicides? I mean, what is it? No, it's, it's a matter of challenging your players to do better. Essentially, that's what it is. It's not a matter of having them run till they have to throw up or anything like that. It's challenging the players saying, look, you're better than that. 
we need to be better than that. Be accountable to the teammate that you're playing next to. And that's how you're going to be correcting those types of things. And you actually let the players police itself. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so you screwed up. Now you've got to straighten it out. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can see that. The, the accountability factor, that's the way that you want to do it. We've got Ava down on the field waiting for an interview. She's going to get Coach Bauer, hopefully. All right, Coach. Except Mike Drago and his people are grabbing all the players. we got to get her to be a little more <laughs> aggressive and knock people out of the way and punch them in the mouth a little bit. <laughs> Jerry, well, while we're waiting there, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about tonight's game. The other thing, too, the way this game started out, Governor Mifflin, we, we talked about it, 17 plays. Then their next possession was in excess of 15, 16, 17 plays. So at that point, they're putting together a lot of, of plays, you know, as far as taking time off the clock, but it didn't convert to points. It converted to three points among all of those plays. Exeter, of course, comes up big on the defensive end, and, and it, it had to deflate Governor Mifflin to say, you know what, what do we have to do in order to get some points against these guys. Right, and it, it isn't one of the things, you, you know, like they always say in pool. If you don't make them, don't leave them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same type of an attitude. If, you know, if, if, if they're not, if you can keep them from scoring points, it's nearly as important as you scoring them. How's that? Absolutely, and last year we talked about and we actually mentioned this i think maybe in our in our preseason preview where exeter has this penchant for scoring within the last two minutes within the last minute of the first half and what did they do tonight they get the ball back uh, literally under two minutes to go they're able to drive down they get a 26 yard field goal at the buzzer uh, going into halftime uh, and at that point 17-3 and you can't discount whether it's a touchdown, whether it's a field goal. That's huge. It sure is huge. And, you know, perhaps would, this, would it have been any different if they'd gone for a field goal instead of going for that touchdown when, when Exeter stopped them? Eh, who's to say? Who's to say? And to start the second half, Exeter puts together a fantastic okay. drive. And Let's go now down we've to Ava. got Ava. All right, here we go. Exeter's football coach. You've beat Boone, and now you've beat Governor Mifflin all the way through this season. What do you think is a major strength that you've noticed in your players, and what do you hope to see to take advantage of more on the field? Well, again, beating our, both our rivals this early in the season is a great sign. I mean, today the kids really stepped up. There were so many people that made key plays in key situations. We had a couple guys uh, – uh, you know, banged up with some injuries, and other guys came in and answered the bell. They were physical. We were physical. I think we won the battle in the trenches. And in the, in the end, for us, that's always where it's decided. As for the other players, Riley Martinez, I think we both can agree, had a very good game tonight. What do you value most about having Riley in the gun? I mean, Riley did a great job. You know, as a sophomore, we try to keep things a little bit more small for him, but he did a great job protecting the ball and making good decisions. He delivered the ball when he needed to, and he ran hard. You know, the most important, most impressive thing is he had no turnovers tonight, and you can't have those type of turnovers in a big game. You need to win the turnover battle. Of course. Thank you very much. Our sideline reporter, Ava Strauss, with Exeter Eagles head coach, Matt Bauer. 
And, you know, he mentioned a couple things where, and I, I think it's prudent to say that, and, and, and he's talked about this many, many times where the battle starts and ends in the trenches. You know, you take a look at some comments that he made earlier in the season and in speaking to the starting up front as far as the beginning and the end, he commented, it always does and always will for me. He said, it's definitely not rocket science. We have to be able to control the line of scrimmage. They certainly, again, not necessarily from the get-go, but as the, as the game went on, they certainly did control it on the offensive and defensive end. And they come out of, which I think was fantastic, they come out of halftime. They take a huge drive. Uh, again, that was one that started on their own 33. After a penalty, Nate Pashley had that huge return. But then they go 67 yards, and they get very, very methodical. The offensive line drives drives them back to the point of a Zamar Paschal one-yard touchdown run, and they really, at that point, put it out of reach at 24-3. We are making hand signals with Ava. <laughs> yeah, we, she's she's calling me. I can't like I can't answer because we're on air. All right. Well, then I will continue to talk. Jerry has made the appropriate hand signals there. So. Again, 24-3 at that point. Governor Mifflin put together a drive, um, a big 30-yard catch, uh, taking the ball deep into Eagles territory. They get a 17-yard TD run. But at that point, 8.06 to go in the third. It is 24-10 at that point. Exeter tacks on another touchdown late. It's the 35-yard touchdown run from Jaden Zandier for our 31-10 final, but Exeter had an answer for everything Governor Mifflin threw at him. Absolutely, and when you play your game that way, you're going to win. Without so, a doubt. So, you know, it, it, it's the combination of all sides of it working in concert with one another, and you're going to walk away with a win, right? Yeah, absolutely will. So that is a wrap. It is a wrap. Here from Riften. Exeter 31, Governor Mifflin 10. We are going to be back next week taking a look to see. I know Governor Mifflin just Lebanon given you an here. Uh, yeah, we're right. So we are going to be here with Lebanon. I think Ava said it's, is it homecoming? homecoming? It is. All right, so homecoming next Friday night, September the 22nd. Your Exeter Eagles will be back here, friendly confines of Don Thomas Stadium. And, Ava, you're, you, you've joined us here. Tell us what homecoming means to these seniors and these fans. Especially being a senior myself, it is just like the biggest, most fun event, especially of the football season. It's practically over half of the school shows up. They support our guys on the field, and there's the homecoming parade. There's all those other sports that have their homecoming games as well. It's just the biggest like community gathering ever, and I love it. All right, so join us next week. We will start the pregame at 6.45. Friends, for Jerry Gelliff, always a pleasure. Thank you, Darren. This is a lot of fun. For our sideline reporter, Ava Strauss, friends, it has been a blast. I'm Darren Ziner. That'll do it for this evening. Exeter 31, Governor Mifflin 10. We will see you next week. Have a great evening. God bless.
Thank you for joining us for Exeter Football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laurelton. Join us next week when the Eagles host Lebanon in the homecoming game. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night. Good night.